Let me see you put them up Reach the sky, touch the stars up above Cause it's one time for the underdog one time for the underdog. I'm Pat Trubb, host of Tayman, and I get one question asked quite often from a lot of people, and that is, Pat, how do I find a mentor? And I have a very simple formula for you on how to find a mentor, but the challenge is how do you keep a mentor? We'll talk about that in this episode. So I decided to bring a couple of my friends, George Palayo, as well as Jose Gaetan, who I've had the privilege of mentoring nearly a decade, both of them. And now they mentors others as well across the country. They've done incredible jobs for themselves. Both of them are trifecta type of leaders that they don't just tell you what to do. They're experiencing it themselves. So we came early this morning. It was kind of a cool experience this morning. I brought my yes. boy Edwin Lopez from Artistic Auto Detailing, who I believe is the most incredible auto detailer in the country. The only guy that services five Bugattis. Now, I think it's seven Bugattis now, Edwin, you're servicing. He does two... Uh, 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 Pagani's, there's only four in America, he services two of them. You talk about Ferraris, Lambos, the way they do it, how articulate they are, how specific they are. I've just never met anybody that's so good at what he does. And at the end, he'll, I'll have him say a couple words about his company and what they're doing, good friend of mine. So let's get right into it, let's get right into it. We have the nice cars behind us. I mean, it's kind of cool when you got a 650 horsepower Z06 2016, when you got a brand spanking new Tesla here who, when you turn it on, you don't hear anything from it. And you got a Ferrari 458, and I don't know if we're in the mood. Maybe maybe later on we'll race. What do you think about that? We'll see. Are you okay if we race a little bit Let's later do on? It. We'll see if Let's the cops in LA will let us do it. Uh, because we also have a lot of police officers that watch these videos. Today, all of you took the day off for that 30 minutes that we go off the race, if we do so. <laughs> so, George, um, you went from, I met you at 18. You went from an 18-year-old to now a self-made guy. You run your multi-million dollar your business. You do well for yourself, but you were 18 when you first decided to become an entrepreneur. How did you go? What could you say to everybody out there on how you went from finding a mentor and keeping a mentor? I think that uh, in order to find a mentor and keep a mentor, you first need to um, be ready for one. You know, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at right now, some people feel, well, I'm not at the job that I want to be at, so I'm just not going to give it my best effort. And I think that that's not a way of going through life. Whatever you're doing, maybe it's not where you want to end up. But if you give everything that you have to whatever you're doing, you do it the best that you can, that becomes a habit. And so when you do end up finding a mentor, that's a habit already instilled in you. But point number one to finding a mentor for me was to find somebody that had the life that I wanted. Hmm. You know, so getting a chance to get involved in the industry and meet, you know, meet yourself uh, and see the lifestyle and see the, the income and see the, the leadership. Um, if you find somebody that's already exemplifying the qualities as a person that, uh, of a person that you want to be or already has a lifestyle that you want to have or is making the income you want to make. Um, and it's a, a model, you know, like ours, where you're able to get mentorship from that person. Um, that's that's my point. Number one is look for somebody that has the life that you want. That's a very good point. Jose, what would you say? Mentorship's everything. You know, when you think about um, doing something good and, or great, as the book says, from good to great, if you want to do something great, you got to go out there and find a mentor. I was looking up you know, Richard Branson, who he's got, and he says the future of any successful person that wants to become great is to find a mentor. It's, it's standing on the shoulders of giants. Uh, I think you, if you really want to do something big in your life, you really want to get, go out there and find a mentor, like George just said, that's already been established. That's if you want to do something great in your life. Most people don't. They just want to do something good in their life. If you want to do something great, you got to go out there and stand on the shoulder of giants that have been there. And I think to attract a mentor, find a mentor, you got to be attractive in, in many ways. Point. In many ways, you got to be attractive. Sometimes you want to go out there and seek them because they're already established, but they're looking at you more than you're looking at them. 
So if you're attractive in a way where you have desire, you want to do something big in mm -hmm. your life, it's not just uh, a regular lifestyle you want to go out there and pursue. You got to become attractive and find yourself that mentor. Now, let me ask you a question. So either one of you guys can take this one. You know, sometimes <clears throat> uh, I can think for my own mentors, the relationship with the mentors, that some people have a hard time with a mentor as you're going through it. What are some difficulties about having a strong mentor that could share with everybody? Uh, I think first of all is ego. Uh, if you think about the, the lineage, uh, Plato mentored Aristotle, Aristotle mentored Alexander the Great, Zuckerberg uh, was mentors with Steve Jobs, the list goes on. And I think all those guys had egos at one point. So the biggest deal, the, the biggest problem I, I, I tend to find is that you can't set aside your ego. You got to be coachable and teachable to someone who's already been there and done that. You mean you got to set aside your ego? You got to set okay. aside your ego. That's, right. that's the biggest challenge that I find for, for someone to receive it is sure. to set aside their ego. What would you say, George? I think most of us never are around people that have high expectations. And uh, for the majority of the people around us in our lives don't have high expectations. So when you finally find a mentor, you got to know that that person has extremely high expectations. And so oftentimes there's a level of frustration in working with them uh, because they expect so much more than you. And uh, nobody likes to be accountable for their actions. So um, maybe, you know, you shy away and, and um, you don't want to be held accountable because accountability points out your flaws. You know, so when they, you get challenged, you take it personal and you feel they're challenging you personally instead of maybe challenging what you're doing. And so to be able to separate uh, the challenge as a, that they're challenging you in business or they're challenging your performance versus challenging you as a human, uh, I think ego plays a big part into that. So let, let me ask you, that's a good point. So I get asked, people will say, hey, Pat, you know, uh, uh, can you send me, can you help me with a couple thousand dollars for me to start my business? Can you do this? Can you do that? They constantly feel like, hey, I'm in a very bad predicament. You don't understand my financial situation. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand how difficult it is for me. It's so hard. I want to quit. Why don't you tell a real story of a point where maybe you yourself were absolutely done and you said, I'm not doing this no more. I'm just sick of being an entrepreneur. I'm going to go and take a different life. Was there ever a time where you had a breaking point where you wanted to give up? Sure. Uh, when, when I got started in business, uh, I think my first six months we made like $8,000. My next 12 months we made like 16000 And then finally like the third year making 32000 which is less than I was making at my job. So sometimes you take a step back um, to, to take, take a step forward. And I was just really, 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 really frustrated. Uh, my mom got cancer uh, and she was in the hospital. She was getting breast cancer surgery. And um, my business wasn't working out. My bills were late. All my bank accounts were were very low or negative. My credit cards were, were not being paid. Um, I was just how, at a, how old were you at this point? Uh, I was 21, one? 20, 21 years old. And um, I'm in the hospital and I'm just breaking down saying my business isn't working. My family life is falling apart. God, what's going on? Just at a very low state. And that's where mentor also really comes in. I remember uh, giving you a call and having a conversation and you just need somebody that, that believes in you and knows your gifts and gives you hope and encouragement. Uh, but that was at a really, really lonely place. And without a mentor at that point, I think I would have went the other route. I probably would have went back to a job and just gone back to what was comfortable. Uh, but that mentor is the one that sees your future you and challenges you to become that person uh, while sympathizing with your situation. So how, how do you at that point, because I mean, I've mentored thousands of people and many don't want to take that mentorship and the challenge. How do you, what do you do to be willing to take it, right? I mean, because you got to be willing to take the coaching and the challenge. What is the mindset and being willing to take somebody pushing you and challenging you? I, I think um, what George just mentioned is something I can totally relate to. Uh, starting my own, starting in the, in the business and, and having breakthroughs 
And sometimes you want to judge where you're at right now. It doesn't, no one really cares about where you're going. And the character, the entrepreneur is really built through that tough time. Uh, but how do you take it? You got to really uh, decide, do you want to be where you're at? You got to have a real, real honest conversation where you're at. If the answer is no, then what are you going to do about it? So you got to be very real with yourself, raw and real and, and, and no more BS and just and realize that find someone that's done it. You have that they have the life that you want go out there and, and mimic it by being coachable and teachable so you got to be very, my opinion very real with yourself did you have a breaking point yourself where you absolutely didn't believe or you wanted <laughs> oh, to give up what, what what was your breaking like is there a star i remember one myself with you with the whole car outside right. and you and i are talking 12 one o'clock but yeah. what what comes to mind when you think about it you know when we talk about you got to have faith when it when it really counts mm -hmm. sometimes uh, when you're having a uh, a breakdown you you don't practice your faith you got to have faith through adversity so i have countless stories where i didn't have any gas money we had to go out there and, and um sell a bunch of things online just to go out there and make ends meet sometimes when you don't think uh you need to be doing these things you have to be doing these things and sometimes you don't think you need to feed your business or pay your mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. your business keeps you in business so it's not about anything else you're behind on rent car payments sure. all that stuff uh, so we had those moments where it was dark. We, we didn't know we can get through, but that's when our faith really came through. And that's where a mentor was there to guide you along the way. Did you struggle with, either one of you guys can take this one. Did you struggle with, say for instance, a father, a mother, a brother, a sister, a friend, somebody saying, George, what are you doing? Why are you putting yourself through this? So Absolutely a lot of, because yeah. it's coming from a person you love. It's coming from a family, somebody you've known all your life. How do you how do you how do you manage that yourself when it comes down to a close family you've known all your life saying, George, I think you need to just go out there and get a job. You're really struggling. You're, you're having a hard time with fun. What would you say about that? I wanna I wanna comment on the question you asked a second ago about uh, how do you handle the adversity. Um, I think that if you overcome one of those breakthrough breakdowns when you're having a breakdown, if you overcome it, you find out and you get to know that there's a stronger you inside right. of you. And I think that you have to finally overcome one of those challenges to know, like, I can do this. I am better. There's a saying that in your breakdown, you have a breakthrough. And it's kind of like the onion peeling away the layers of the onion. You have all these excuses you make. And most of the time, maybe you're in a tough financial situation mm -hmm. because of what you're not doing. You know, and that forces you that pain, that pain forces you to change to finally perform and then you get the results and um so that's what what happened for me and once you overcome it one time then the next time that challenge comes you know you can do this um going back to to that question when i got started in the business and my my dad will probably watch this here i uh we just bought this this car the other day and it's his dream car and so drove it up to the house he came out loved it um but Did when he i drive it he drove it how was it was he was he really pushing it yeah he, he loved it uh zero to 60 like this and um, it's his dream car. It was my dream car. And so uh, when I got started in the business, though, he would always say, what are you doing? Where's your income? Why aren't you making money? Right. Why isn't this working? Why are you getting home at 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock at night? What are you doing? Right? What are you doing at your office? What are you doing? Why are you not? You know? And oftentimes, they care about you, so they're trying to give you good advice. Uh, but when you take somebody's advice, when you buy somebody's advice, you buy their lifestyle. You know? And at that time, I saw where my family was at financially, and I saw where, where you were at and other people that were successful, and there was a process that they had to go through. So I had faith in the process that there would be a payoff at the end uh, instead of listening to those people that were questioning me at that moment. Now, what have you been able to do for your family uh, over the years? Why don't, you, why don't you talk about some of the victories 
as an entrepreneur, you've been able to provide for your mom, dad, family that you have? Sure. With the whole real estate thing, you know, we, we lost our, ended up losing our home. And, um, and so at that time we were able to come in and, and buy a property. My parents always wanted to breed German shepherds and get a ranch. So we bought a three and a half acre property and built a kennel on it. And, uh, now that business, you know, through their, their breeding produces them a six figure income every year, uh, in retirement, you know, and breeding, uh, breeding yeah. produces them a six figure income in retirement. Absolutely. Because of property. Yeah. How amazing is that? Yeah. Unbelievable. And so mom doesn't, mom doesn't work, you know, they work at the ranch and, uh, you know, and that's what they do together. Now they have, you know, their, their, their business. Um, um, and it's changed their life. You know, it's no more her having to listen to a boss. It's no more her, you know, having to go work every day and, and get disrespected. I didn't want my family to go through that. And so, uh, we bought them a ranch. We travel, uh, we travel all over the world together and, um, it's changed our life. So now they're grateful that we didn't listen to that advice <laughs> when it was being given. And, you know, Gladys, we were just saying earlier uh, how amazing of a mother you are. And George always says you're an angel. But I remember also going with your father, too. We went to uh, we went to the Derby one time. Right. Went to the Derby with your uh, uh, pop. So, George, if you're watching this, you got to be one of the coolest cats to travel with. He is he is absolutely entertaining and fun to be around. <laughs> but what could you say? What's happened with you and, and your family? What's happened with you and some of the dreams? Because you start when I first met you, you were single. You yeah. were driving a Sebring, right? Right, and you 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 were a bill collector, I believe, is what you were yeah. doing. Yeah. What's what's been the evolution with you since sticking around, not giving up, finding a mentor? What's happened with you throughout the process? And going back to the the question about what you have to go through, there's an old quote that says, uh, "Being an entrepreneur is doing something for a short period uh, short period of time that most people aren't willing to do to live a lifestyle that most people only dream of, and eventually you're going to have that lifestyle." So we we had to have those breakthroughs that we discussed, and. Uh, having no background in this industry, having no background uh, and, and being an entrepreneur um, over the last six years of, of, of doing this uh, or six to ten years, the evolution of my wife and I coming together and my wife in the business. We have a beautiful son. We have another son on the way. And to be able to give our son experiences to go to Aspen, to go to Monaco next year, to go to Dubai, to go to Italy, places all over the world, be able to take my mom to Italy and to see the, the expression on your mother's face uh, for all the hard work. Because all we owe to our family at this point is to give them good memories and experiences. So to be able to give that back to my mom, my mother-in-law, and we have countless places around the world that we're going to go to, uh, it's all because you sold out to becoming an entrepreneur. Now, did you visualize this life? Like, did this... Uh, uh, happened by accident? Was there a formula that worked for you? Did you do something? Did you write it on a piece of paper? Did you have a vision board? Uh, uh, or was it pure luck? How did this life all of a sudden present itself to you? Sure. I remember when I got started in the business, uh, my mentor said, do a vision board. And so I did a vision board and on that vision board was the kind of life that I wanted, places we wanted to travel, homes we wanted to buy, the ranch, uh, the kennel, uh, the Corvette. And what's interesting is everywhere uh, on that vision board, everything that's on that vision board, we've accomplished. Um, everything on the vision board you've accomplished. Yeah, from buying a ranch, from from getting the kennel, from buying the vet, from traveling the world, all the places we wanted to go there, we visited all of them so far. So it's it's been an amazing experience. You not you need to kind of get a picture of the life you want, and uh, affirmations really help with that. You know, having a, a a mindset that you repeat every day to yourself that's victorious, it's powerful, that's maybe where you're going to go. I think that's really important. Vision board's really important. Mentorship's really important. Do you have your vision board with you? I do. Was it in the car? Yeah. Why don't you grab the vision yeah. board? Yeah. <laughs> so is it while he's doing? I want you and I to talk. How about yourself? Did this kind of happen by pure accident, or was this was it was it something that you did that also helped you have the life that you have now? At first, you you hear it and you see it and you think, yeah, right. But you know, I realize that there are, there are no secrets. They're just all in books. 
And the biggest thing is it's people amazing. don't read there the books. There are no secrets. They're all in books. They're all in books. That's the biggest challenge of most people. They don't huh. read any books. So after reading and then evolving myself, I remember last year, we've had many vision boards, my wife mm -hmm. and I. It was whether it was Italy, going to Rome, going to, to see uh, Pisa, or going to Dubai. In 2014, we had a vision board, 2014, of uh, the tallest um, hotel in the world in Dubai. We ended up going this year. My earlier vision board, and excuse me, when last year, and my earlier vision board in 2015 had a Tesla that I wanted. I wanted to have a Tesla, and along with a bunch of other things, and we've been able to accomplish all those things. Um, but it, it's there's no secret. Read the books, find a mentor, and just stick with it. You got to stick with it. Maybe we can talk about the books after George shows us uh, his vision board. Sure. So this was um, this was the ranch up here, and uh, now we have a three and a half acre property. This was just kind of jump down here. This was the, the car, which is so funny. So you can see the picture of the car here, right? Uh, I wanna say that was maybe 2006. There's another one right here on this one of the same car, 2006, 1223-2006. You kept all this stuff from 10 years ago. I Absolutely. Love I love it. Absolutely. I can, think can I see this? Yep. From 10 years ago. The making of a champion, Paul. Can you see it or you want me to tell me if you want to zoom or not move hold, or hold it back like that. pull it back a little bit? Yep, you're good right there. So you got making of a champion. Oh, we've been here before. We rode a, we, uh, it's funny, one day we went to on this trip and I'm kayaking and I look up at the rock formation and I remember that was the place I put on my vision. Unbelievable. Yeah, we kayaked right through there. Unbelievable. We've been on a private jet before, right? Yep. We went to Pebble Beach. Yeah, we've been cars. Aspen before, Puerto Rico. Three sports cars right there. Three sports cars right here, three sports cars right here. <laughs> Nice. So these are things that are important, you know, get an idea of the life you want and dream big. You know, when I when I put this on here, I was 19 years old. You know, I couldn't afford a hundred thousand dollar car and um, through sticking through your dreams and your goals. Show the date. Focus on the date. Can you zoom in on the date? That's the key. We're talking 12 years, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. No, nine years ago is what we're talking about. And Two so, days before Christmas. So you had asked me a question. You said, did you ever think it was going to come true from right. when you started? I think most of us, we hope to win, but we expect to fail because of past failures that we have. So maybe the confidence isn't there. And eventually you have to establish that. One day you got to stop running. You know, I, I didn't do it in sports. I didn't do it in school. And then when the business got hard, I was going to mm -hmm. repeat the same mistake of quitting and quitting, quitting becomes a habit. But I kept running away instead of finally becoming a better person and sticking with the problem. And Einstein said, it's not that I'm smarter than you. It's just that I stay with problems longer than you. And I decided that this was going to be the last place I went that I ran away from and to stick it out. And so I didn't think it was going to happen. And the other thing too, the second part to that. Stay on that. Run away. Hold that thought on the second part. So running away meaning what? You get to a point and in order not to face a failure or in order to kind of have use that as an alibi to run away. Is that what you mean by running away? Yeah, absolutely. It was so many times every single day. I think when, I, when we started the business every day, two, three times a day, I would just think about quitting and going back to a job. You know, and then I would have to process my own thoughts. And I think that's the important part. You process your own thoughts where it was like, Am I doing that because that's my calling? Am mm. I doing that because that's my purpose? Or am I doing that because that's easier, right? And I knew in my mind, it wasn't because I was meant to be a server at Red Lobster the rest of my life. It was just easier. And so was I gonna buy my own excuse? That's right, um, And the second part to that is I thought this was gonna happen within a year. You know, I thought by 2007, I'd be a millionaire and have a Corvette. And it took so much longer at the same time than I thought it was gonna be. So sometimes, you know, you'll set a goal and if you're just willing to stay on course, maybe it will take you twice the amount of time, but at least you'll accomplish it if you don't give up. We overestimate what we can do in a short amount of time, and we underestimate what we can do over five or 10 years. Very good point. Very, very good point. Uh, so both of you guys, let me ask you, how big of a role has books played in your life? How big of a role has reading books played in your life? Maybe think about a book that really impacted your life. What would you say about reading and which book has impacted you the most? 
Geez, there's several. There's several. I can't even think. You started about. off with Good to Great, um, is what you talk about with yeah. Jim Collins. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, the the separator is the books, guys. The books that you read, the uh, the meetings you attend, the people you associate with is a separator. If you want to become somebody great, again, most people live a very good life and they think it's good, but compared to compared to what? Uh, good is the enemy of great, and uh, to become great, you got to go read about greatness and. Go get inspired by them. Go figure them out. But when I think about um, books, geez, there's so many. Um, I would say Outwitting the Devil is a book. I forgot who wrote that book, Outwitting the Devil, but it really... Sharon Lecter. I think it's Sharon Lecter and Napoleon Hill, right? Yeah. Napoleon Hill and, and, and Sharon uh, Lecter. So uh, that Outwitting the B Devil really it's, uh, allows you to take a look at the man or woman in the mirror. And that's typically the most disturbing thing you can possibly do because you avoid it, uh, the person you currently are. For the fear of the person that you could possibly become and that typically holds you back but there's countless books and um i wouldn't be where I, uh, i'm at today if it wasn't for reading period how about yourself uh one of my favorite books because i struggle with the limiting belief in, in insecurities um was beyond positive thinking by dr robert anthony and in the book he talks about that most people there is have do be versus be do have and it says when I have, you know, the great lifestyle, when I have the money, when I have the houses, when I have the car, when I have the business, then I'll do what successful people do. Then I'll be successful. And the challenge with that is that you're always waiting for something to happen before you make a decision versus be, do, have. I'm going to go be that leader now. I'm going to go be the CEO. I'm going to go act like I'm a million dollar earner. You know, I'm going to go take action like that. And once you, once you, once you're that, then you'll do those things that produce the results. So instead of waiting to have it, go be it and that will catch up with you. Let me ask you, sometimes, sometimes we, we only see the final product, right? We see the final product and, you know, look good, nice lifestyle, nice cars, nice place, nice parties, nice places you travel to, you know, places you go to where you stay at Dubai at a place that it's a $20,000 trip, but you go there, it's just Dubai. Uh, and so somebody else sees it and they say, man, I'm so far from believing that I can have that life. Is there a story, either one of you guys can take the lead on this, that you want to share that somebody can hear this and say, man, that resonates with me. Is there something you can think about that could resonate with somebody? I'm not just talking about a breaking point. I'm talking about either a point where you had that you had your own major breakthrough, where you went from a level where you're making decent money. Let, let, let's just say you're starting to make money. You're doing okay now. But how did you go from that level to all of a sudden having a breakthrough? Do you have a story of a breakthrough that was a very painful, difficult point of your life that you had to go through? Is there a story like they can think about? You, you know, there are several. And I, I think about... Um, Give me one. I want to I want to hear a specific story. I, I'm thinking about... I remember um, doing something new, coming from a uh, collections background. Sure. Uh, no degree, wasn't sure where I wanted to go, but I know I wanted to do something big in my life. And I remember being in my car after not, not passing an exam I had to pass six months later, twice in my car. I'm in tears. I'm thinking, what am I going to do if I don't, if I don't pass this? If I don't, if I don't have a breakthrough, this is an entirely different industry, but I knew I wanted to do something in this. For me, it was in a car, uh, with tears thinking is, am I going to go back? to that regular life. And uh, the breakthrough was when I didn't quit. So I very easily could have gone back because it was easy, but I didn't quit at that moment. And, and that, that was one, one that I remember had a breakthrough and led to everything else. My about yourself? I think mine was when we decided to start our own company and um, just was at a place where uh, 
went without income for months and still had to pay bills. And uh, my bank account in December, December 2006, I'm sorry, December 2009, uh, my bank account's negative $600. This uh, is what month? December 2009. This is three months after starting the company. Uh, December 2009, my bank account's negative $600. I haven't paid any of the credit cards because I just have no more money. And um, I get a call from my mom and she says, hey, there's some guy outside the house and what's going on? Um, and he keeps coming back and knocking. I said, well, open the door and see what, what he wants. And uh, he's like, you just got served, you know? So in the middle of starting a company, uh, getting a lawsuit, you know, getting sued um, by that company, trying to just put us out of business. And uh, I'd be running appointments, you know, on, on faith and just struggling financially, running appointments, running appointments, running appointments, hoping that just things just happen. And then at the end of the night, it'd be 10, 11 o'clock at night and we'd finish, have to go to the lawyer's office and then in front of everybody, put on this face that things are good and we're going to go do something great. Uh, because, you know, you don't share those painful moments. Those are the, the moments that you're by yourself. You know that you're, they're lonely. You break down, maybe you journal. I think journaling really helps you process your own thoughts. Um, but it was just, it was a, it was a breaking moment. And then uh, two months after that, not even having the money and saying, you know what, I'm going to go open my own office in the middle of this struggling financially, whatever, got a couple thousand dollars together, went and opened my first office with $2,000. Um, and you're not talking about an office, like an executive suite. You open, you no. sign a three-year lease, three-year lease, a hundred thousand dollars, $150,000 lease you yep. sign. Okay. Yep. And, um, and to start an office with $2,000, you know, buying furniture from, from, uh, from garage sales, uh, building we our podium, we <laughs> built them. We built our podiums, and one of our associates, Cindy Kobos, is her dad built the podiums for the office um, with no money, you know. And then six months later, going and starting another office with no money, and then all of a sudden that month, thirty thousand dollar deposits, and now that's a normal thing. But the question is, would you, you know, what would you do when you're negative? What would you do when you're getting sued? What would you do when you're not making money? Would you take on more responsibility? Would you push more? Would you challenge yourself more? Most of us, we retreat. And we go back to us and that's where we stay who we are. And I think that's your breaking point. That's your, that's where you get your breakthrough. So you have to fight that battle and that's where you build that pride and that confidence that you can do anything else. Very, very good point. I mean, we can uh, uh, talk to these guys and there'd be nuggets all the time. Maybe, maybe we'll have them come back again on a couple other episodes in the future. So Jose, how can people find you? Jose Gaetan, they can find you on Facebook, social media, Instagram, Jose, Facebook. just look for Jose Gaetan. Jose Gaetan. George, how can they find you? Yeah, through Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can go to georgepalayo.com. It's my website. George Palayo. You can actually put George Palayo on YouTube as well. You got a few videos on YouTube. Subscribe to his channel. You're going to see a lot more from both of these guys here. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star. Write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.